Welcome to Mormon Book Reviews, where an evangelical encounters the restoration. I'm your host, Stephen Pinecker, and I'm using my mom's Chromebook because my computer just crashed today. Now, thankfully, we just ordered a new computer, uh, so hopefully this turns out okay. We're filming this on Friday, hope, hopefully to uh, release this this evening, if all goes according to plan. And uh, I just really want to welcome back a very special friend of mine, Jeff McCullough of Hello Saints. Welcome to the program. Hey, Stephen. It's good to be here. Uh, the first question that so many people I want to know about you before we get into your adventures um, and your in this this wonderful thing that's going on is uh, your hair. How do you pull off the hair? You have like the best hair in all of YouTube. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, um, it's all about the hair dryer, honestly. That's what gives me the pompadour or whatever, and okay. uh, and a little bit of a little cream and hair hairspray, and that's that's about it. All right. Yeah, that's uh, quite quite uh, quite a map you got there. And a lot of people mentioned it to me, so I had to say something. We had to acknowledge the elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah, so, well, I, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, Jeff, uh, actually last month you and I uh, did some um, collaborating uh, with our channels uh, for in um, Independence, Missouri. Um, and uh, we got to spend some time with each other uh, around the John Whitmer Historical Association Conference. And uh, you and I have engaged uh, each other also in Nauvoo, Illinois. Um, so it's kind of cool that our engagements, in addition to what we've been doing on our YouTube channels, but we've also been to engage each other at some of the touchstones of Mormonism. Uh, what's that like? Just, you mean just like going to those locations and... Yeah, these, these yeah. holy places. Um, it's, it's fascinating because it, it's an, um, an opportunity to sort of enter into um a story and that's that's one of my favorite things about this channel it's not just something that i have to read it's not just something that i have to you know seek insight on from someone who's going to to teach or or story tell but the ability to enter into the story by going to the historic places and seeing where they lived where they worshiped where they interacted um, really is one of the the more uh, alluring aspects of this journey. So, yeah, it's been really great. Uh, Palmyra, Nauvoo, Independence, you know, a few uh, places in Utah. And then I'm hoping to get to Kirtland at some point in the next few months as well. So it's it's pretty, pretty neat to be able to firsthand see where a lot of the stuff unfolded. Yeah, that's what's so cool about your endeavor is that you are going to these places, you're engaging the restoration um, and we're, we're going to talk about um, you attending general conference. Um, you just recently did that and you just put out a video which is going viral. It's like closing in like almost 300,000 views now. And I know uh, so many people reach out to me, you gotta talk to this guy. We're like, well, actually I have. And I'm like, oh, wow. Um, a lot of people have been watching our interview uh, that we, we taped a few months ago and uh, really enjoy the work that we're doing. Um, going to general conference, um, what, wh how did you end up going to that? First of all, uh, because you had mentioned to me before you were thinking of it and then your schedule wasn't going to work out. And then how did that work out getting there? And then just maybe, uh, talk about your experience there. Well, um, yeah, I had been offered tickets, um, a couple times and just due to a lot of that, I've already done a lot of travel to Utah and then we did a family trip to Disney and, my wife lives in Buffalo. So we're, we're, we drive all over the place and we travel a lot. And it was just one of those trips. It was like, I'd really like to do it, but I just, you know, scheduling and resources. I don't know if I have it right now, but then I had a Latter-day Saint friend who reached out to me, who said, um, 
Hey, I, I'm I'm willing to help you get out here. I'll get you tickets, and you know I'll take care of you if you if you can pull it off. So that's why it ended up being sort of a last minute, 24 hour turnaround, and it was that actually, I think added to sort of the excitement and the energy to the video because it wasn't something that I, that I was able to really mentally prepare for. It was it was as raw a reaction, which is why I titled the video that way, as I as I could have been because I had to throw these plans together, pack my bags, get out there and get home all within that 48 hour time frame. So yeah, it was, it was pretty exciting. And so then you are uh, attending this conference. Now this is, you know, I've, uh, you have never even attended award, sir, award yet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So your very first service you ever experienced is like the big one, general conference. Talk, talk to that. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I've never stepped foot still into a, a, a Latter-day Saint church. Um, so to, you know, go into this setting that is so um, is so meaningful to so many people. And, you know, the first thing that I hear in any Latter-day Latter Saint anything is the Tabernacle Choir, you know, performing a beautiful piece. Um, yeah, there was a lot about it. And I talked about this in the video that I released, but there, there were certain aspects to it that were very familiar. And it felt like traditional church to me uh, for the most part. I don't know how, I don't know how it feels or, you know, how the presentation of all of that is different from an, a regular Sunday morning meeting. Um, but it just, it felt like, um, it felt like high church to me is what we would say in my circles. Um, not so much the, the talks, but just the presentation and the, the setting, the choirs, the organ, the, the leadership. And it was, um, uh, visually captivating and i i didn't feel as i didn't feel that it was as foreign as i was maybe expecting it to feel um so the difference is then that that i ended up sort of processing through as i was sitting there experiencing it i was taking notes the entire time i've got you know on my phone tons of notes in my phone from each of the talks was it was more about the content that seemed unique different and fascinating to me than really the setting okay now uh we talked on the phone shortly after you had your experience and you were saying i think i'm going to make a reaction to this video i want to do it this week because it's so fresh in my mind and you you with within like a 72 hour period you had to turn around and you, you put this thing up and you put together a very nice high quality piece that has really touched a lot of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They really appreciate that you went to their place, was respectful, and uh, you were observing things. You had impressions of it that really touched you, like for instance, in regards to how they responded to their prophet, President Russell Nelson. Yeah. Um... It, it was there was a, quite a bit of a you know I had to turn it around really quick and there was this sort of juxtaposition, um, this sort of energy in the air outside the conference center. It was there's a lot of you could feel the anticipation and the excitement for Latter Day Saints who were there, but then you add into it that contention of people who were you know shouting and holding signs and. Um, so I, I think the word I used in the video that I made was it was a charged atmosphere. Mm -hmm. It was it was much different inside the conference center. There was more of a reverence. There was more of a, a kinship that I could sort of 
um, since with everybody who was there. And yeah, it surprised me when the prophet came in the, um, you know, there were people who were actually trying to get his attention and like waving, hoping that he would wave back. Uh, I, I saw, I think a side of Latter-day Saints and, and, and what they prioritize as important and, and reverent, um, in a way that I, I, I don't think I've otherwise, um, recognized before. So, yeah. Yeah, fascinating. And let's talk about that charged atmosphere because you actually do engage what we would call evangelical protesters. Street preachers. Uh, what's that? Street preachers. Street preachers. Yeah, street preachers. Uh, and you know, you 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 were you were frustrated by it, you know, and you can sense that that there's. It's almost like, what's the point of this exercise, you know? And and I often wonder that for a lot of things that evangelicals do. Um, what was it like interacting with them? Um, first of all, I was I was taken aback and I, I felt disappointed. As soon as I walked up and I heard people yelling, I'm like, what is going on here? And someone had sort of tipped me off like, hey, there might be protesters. And I was like, that's interesting. And I was actually told there weren't as many there as there normally is. But even still, like I'm hearing these people yelling and confronting and that's so antithetical to the approach that I'm taking. I, I had to really kind of temper my reaction because part of me really wanted to go right up to them and just confront them. <clears throat> but I had to be careful with that because one, I don't want to add to the charge atmosphere. Two, I don't want to make a scene. I'm there as a guest. Three, I don't want it to be a distraction to the other things that I could be picking up on just from a Latter-day Saint perspective. Um, so I kind of just had to make a decision. It's like, okay, it is what it is. Let me just stay in an observational posture right now and just continue to take it in and wandered around outside the conference center. And then I saw these three guys standing on the corner uh, and I, I honestly, Stephen, I honestly don't really know how to describe it. Something kind of came over me and it, it wasn't even like an anger or I wasn't seeing red or anything like that, but it was like, I have got to go talk to this guy. Like I'm going to go talk to him. And I went up to him and I, I didn't say, you know, what do you think you're doing? None of that stuff. <clears throat> I actually said, Hey, can I get a picture of your sign? And he was like, yeah, sure. You know, and he was, he was nice about it. And then I said, you know, my name's Jeff and I'm an evangelical pastor. And he was like, Oh, cool. You know, it was great to meet you. I asked where he was from. He's from Buffalo, which is where my wife is from. So, you know, we fist bumped and, you know, go bills. And then I was like, let me ask you a question. <laughs> like, is this working? Like, how do you, how do you, quantify your efforts here as far as the the ROI as you would say what is the return on this investment of you driving across the country and and, and yelling at people and that's kind of the snippets of the conversation that I put in there but um I I felt so uncomfortable I felt awkward and I could only imagine if you know I was at I was we were I, I did a call with a bunch of my patrons last night and one of the evangelicals who were on that call uh, made this statement and I, I really appreciated it. And she said, if I went to like a Chris Tomlin concert, who's like a big, you know, worship leader guy in the evangelical world. And as I'm going into this worship service, there are people of another faith, you know, Muslims or Jews or whoever standing outside screaming at us, there's scriptures. I would not feel compelled at all to engage that. I would actually avoid it. Um, so I understand I've actually gotten into a little bit of trouble since I released the video by some of these street preaching 
individuals and um, those who feel that that met methodology should be acceptable. Um, and, you know, I will concede that more than one method is, is probably um, okay, but <clears throat> I, I personally stop at handing out tracks and having a conversation. You know, I, I talked to some of the individuals at Apology and God Loves Mormon, and they were even a little bit uncomfortable with some of my statements, but I, I was just trying to convey, that's not my approach, but I, I don't think that you're there just to scream at people. I think you're trying to take a conversational approach. But um, I do stop at the yelling and the sign holding. I, I, to be quite frank, I think that that is not biblical uh, in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah, yeah, and and it, it has a Westboro Baptist feel to it, you know, which is uh, a great stain on American Christianity uh, and right. Calvinism and Baptists. <laughs> and uh, so that's that's the thing is that you know I I don't that's why like what we're doing is so much different than what. Uh, how many other even uh, evangelicals have encountered Mormonism is because and 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 we get to have conversations with people that they'll never be able to have because they have built up these walls and I'm, I'm, and and where you and I are building bridges and when we have that we have this opportunity to have truly unique wonderful conversations with people where they open up to us and tell us things that they would not tell an evangelical apologist who's trying to proselytize. Sure. And so that we see another whole different side to Mormonism that they'll never see. Right. Absolutely. And when it comes to having these interfaith dialogues, I, I mean, I think th there, there can, and there probably should be more than one approach and that's fine. And, and I believe that <clears throat> the Lord works through our earnest desire to clearly drive at what is true about his, his regard for us and his, his will and his plan for us. So regardless of what our religious background is engaging in those conversations, especially in, in cases where people are even struggling with what they believe or questioning what they believe. I think that more than one approach is necessary because we all, we all process through our convictions differently. We all, we all struggle with our doubts differently. Um, we all are passionate about the different aspects of, of why we adhere to our certain faith backgrounds. So if we're going to engage in that sacred space, that each individual has, I'm fine with there being diversity. I don't think you and I are doing it the right way. I think we're doing it a more relational way, but you know, there's other individuals who might take a little bit more of, I don't know what you would call it. Um, apologetics, academic, a little bit more of, you know, compare and contrast in the sense of trying to even prove and disprove. But I think that their objective really is to have an interfaith dialogue. You know, one one ministry I'm thinking of off the bat that I think does a really good job at this is um, Faith After Mormonism with Ross Anderson. I mean, I, I feel like he he's really uh, grounded in the approach that he takes, even if it's a little bit unique from the approach I take. And I think that we can appreciate that from one another. It, it's it's the overly adversarial posture that I. I'm just not going to get involved in. Yeah. And Ross, uh, yeah, he's a good guy. I'll be having him on my program. Um, he sent me, uh, Zondervan uh, sent me a copy of his book, uh, How to uh, Engage Your Mormon Neighbors or something along that line. And I read the last chapter, Are Mormons Christians? And he, I told him after I read that chapter, I said, I think I could have written that chapter. So I think there's a lot of commonalities that we would share with Ross and he's a good guy. Absolutely. Um, so you have been, this like literally six months ago, eight months ago, whatever, um, you're kind of had this idea of doing this project. 
And I remember encountering you, we, you reached out to me and we started uh, conversing and I saw, I saw really quickly, this is going to be something really big <laughs> and I knew what that was going to really take off. Um, what's it been like building a YouTube channel this quickly with this many views, subscribers, and let's talk specifically to the engagement that you're having with your audience as well. Yeah, I've been getting that question a lot, especially because some of my recent videos have done really well. And I mean, honestly, I've done I've done work with other individuals and other YouTube channels. And when something hits or when it strikes, it can be super exciting. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm experiencing this much differently, honestly, to me. Jeff, just real quick, I just I, I literally repeat the last 30 seconds of what you said because I just lost you. No, you're fine. No, yeah, I, I've worked with uh, other YouTube channels before, and when a, a video hits, it can be super exciting, you know, because like, oh, we're, we're finally kind of figuring this out. But um, I'm experiencing this much differently with um, with what's currently gaining traction or attention on Hello Saints, and that is the the fact that so many people are engaging with my videos. I feel says more about the people I'm engaging than it does about me or about the videos. What it says to me about the people engaging my videos, which is largely Latter-day Saints, is they are that not only desirous, but willing to just have dignified conversations about these things. Um, they're they're not sitting on you know their side of the fence um, saying, stay away from us, let us do our own thing. They're happily willing to engage in the conversation. It also, I think, speaks to, quite frankly, the way the adversarial approach in engaging Latter-day Saints really is hurtful to them. And I think what, the reason they are enjoying my content is because I'm. It's you know, it's everything that I set out to do. It's it's I'm able to to learn with curiosity, and even where I disagree, I don't have to go after their dignity. We can still um respect one another and 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 admire each other in certain ways and still have important conversations and i think um that the fact that that is resonating with so many people says a lot about how that interaction has been up to this point which has been kind of divisive and how ready they are to have these types of conversations which i i appreciate and i'm i'm happy to be received in a way that those relationships can be built. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's been the really the you know I, I I tons of people watch our interview and I get comments constantly from people who just really appreciate the the approach we take um, and just just wanting to have this dialogue and that's been a real uh, touching thing for me is you know the people really feel edified and listening to what we have to say. And this is the thing, like neither one of us are in this to say, okay, now we're going to do the bait and switch. Uh, you know, we're, we, we, we get, we've earned your trust and now, boom, we're going to go in for the, you know, to try to convert you or something like that. Because, and I think most people, I think both of our channels have earned a lot of credibility from our audience to know that that's not the intention. Matter of fact, I had somebody come to me who pretty prominent um, musician within the, uh, in the Mormon world. He said, I've watched your channel for a very, very long time. And I really thought you had an agenda. And then I realized after just watching episode after episode after episode, you don't have an agenda. You just want to talk to people. 
And that was a real high praise coming from this person. And, and, and that's true, I think people are picking this up. Like next week, I'm gonna be interviewing a couple atheists. I mean, I actually tape the interviews. Next, this week is evangelical week, next week is atheist week. And I don't think I could do that six months ago, but people now know that, oh, if I'm gonna have an atheist on who might be critical of Mormonism, they get it. They understand what I'm doing, that I'm talking to everybody and I'm not trying to destroy people's faith or undermine it. And, and I think that's kind of the, the, the approach, you know, we're, we're both doing things a little slightly differently, but, we're, but we have the same spirit and uh, you know that's that to me is what's really been the um, the thing about this that's made this compelling for both of us is that we we really jumped into this really not knowing what to expect, and we the fruits that are coming out of this that are it's it's really amazing to get the kind of reactions and it's very humbling to me, um, and I feel very blessed by the people of the restoration. What do you say to that? Yeah, I mean it's. Um... To me, this is what it's all about. I, <clears throat> I've probably mentioned this before, even in maybe the last interview, but I, I take I take my cue on how I want to maintain an inviting posture by looking at Jesus's conversation with the woman at the well. They covered so much ground in that short conversation, um, and there were so many dy dynamics swirling around. They had a, a different religious belief, in a sense, even though they both had you know Abrahamic um, and even. Jewish origins, um, <clears throat> but you you had you had the cultural thing of a man talking to a woman. You know, you have the questions surrounding what her lifestyle was like and the decisions that she had made. You had her view on how worship take should take place and and his view of what true worship actually is. But what he was constantly doing is he was driving at the deeper desire of the father uh, to to move past all of those layers of dynamics that can that could and maybe in some cases should have been barriers to make that conversation impossible and he blew right past all of the this the yellow and red lights to get right to the heart of the issue it had to do with uh the the spiritual reality of of her soul so when i'm engaging with latter day saints honestly i'm i'm i feel a, a desire to blow past the religious barriers to hopefully ex ex access the relational realm so that those considerations can be made, the spiritual reality of who we are and where we are. And I'm not saying that necessarily because I'm targeting Latter-day Saints. I do that with anybody. You know, I'll do that with a neighbor. I'll do that with somebody who I'm, uh, you know, a, a coworker or anything like that. I think that that's ultimately what we're called to do is to drive at the deeper reality um, even if it means we have to to move past certain beliefs that we might hide behind or adhere to. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, this journey is taking you quite a ways. And if you want to talk to it, um, talk about maybe hint at it, but there's a chance that you might be actually moving out to uh, to Utah. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, we've 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 talked about it quite a bit. And <clears throat> transplanting a family of six is a, a big decision to make. So I would have totally rushed into that decision, but thank the Lord. Um, I have a wife who thinks they think a little bit more um, holistically about things. And um, she's pulled the reins back in a lot of ways, which I think is good. But what that is allowed to happen is for things to sort of organically sort of unfold with us going through our own transition. As I talked about in our last interview from sort of career path pastor you know, in the pulpit, congregational, vocational, all that other stuff, 
to a role that's out of the box, you know, doing the stuff on YouTube. I'm, I'm engaging with my denominational leadership now about <clears throat> how we can have interfaith conversation and, and integrate new approaches um, to some of the ways that we even engage people outside of our tribe. Um, I'm working with a lot of pastors in Utah to, to help reinforce and resource a local church. So there are a lot of reasons why it would make sense for us to be out there, but you know, there's so many things between family and housing markets and interest rates and the Lord's will that have to line up if, if that's actually going to happen, which okay. I, I pray it does, but we'll see. You know, I sometimes wonder, will this lead me out to Utah? Or I even thought, well, maybe I should, I'm supposed to be in independence. That's right in the middle of the country. So you have like mm -hmm. access to a lot of different places, a lot of different branches of the restoration. You know, I was just thinking, uh, my, our, I don't know if you've ever met uh, Leah Merritt, who's a student at Brigham Young University and is a, one of a handful of evangelicals that attends there. I've oh, had her on. Interesting. And um, she just, she sent me a, uh, a poster um, and it's called, and I don't know if you all can see it very well on this, but. It's Who is Jesus, a panel discussion featuring Dr. Sean Hopkin, um, BYU Department of Ancient Scriptures, Pastor Nathaniel Wall of Alpine Bible Church, Rabbi David Levinsky of Temple Har Shalom, and Iman Suab Din of the Utah Islamic Center. And I went to Leah and I said, oh, wow, that's happening at BYU. I said, are you going to be at that? She says, well, actually, I'm moderating it. Uh, she helped oh. put it together. Um, and so that is another evangelical out there that's also doing the bridge building and i believe alpine church is alpine bible church is her church and that's her i believe that's her pastor so she's actively engaged in this as well and i'm i'm like man we're getting uh lds evangelical uh hebrew jewish and, and islamic people talking about jesus and uh, mm. that sounds just about right yeah, I mean, we, we're we're at this this point in even I, I would I guess I would say American society where every institution that we were a part of was really shaken mm -hmm. by uh, the pandemic, and I'm not even talking about religious. I'm talking about you know the education system was rocked, the corporate world was rocked, the the there, and yeah, then it gets into the institution of of religion and how we've worshiped in, in our ways and our comfortable ways in America. So I think interfaith dialogue, it kind of makes sense at this point for us to sort of um, really take an inventory uh, on a lot of these core things that make us who we are on a, on a faith level. Um, so yeah, as, as an evangelical, there's a part of me that can be a little bit uncomfortable with that because evangelicals uh we we don't really adhere to like a universalistic or like an all roads lead to heaven type of approach so there's a part of me that that has like this be careful guys you know and yet there's another part of me that's like well hold on a second but this is what i'm doing with latter-day saints like where can we you know there, there's a great individual who in, in the 19 you know 50s 60s 70s 80s his name was francis schaefer of, of the presbyterian church who engaged this was his life ministry and he was an evangelical, and his whole idea was to to build forums and places where, um, even internationally, people of different faiths could come together, find commonality, and then, from an epistemological standpoint, have conversations that might shake loose the things that we assume about one another. I think that's where really substantive conversation takes place. And um, I I totally admire Francis Schaeffer. He actually established a, a seminary 
not too far from here in St. Louis. And I'm really great friends with a lot of the faculty there. But um, where we can um, reach across those distinctions and engage on Jesus, I think is a healthy thing. I think it's, it's great that they're doing that. Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, this is, uh, you know, I, I want to just thank everybody who's been so supportive of my channel and all those of you who have uh, maybe discovered my channel via uh, Jeff's channel. Um, and I, I just want to know, Jeff, I'm really excited. What are some future projects perhaps you'd like to preview uh, that you're going to be doing with your channel? Um, there's a few. Um, <clears throat> I've actually already shot the video on independence that you were kind enough to join me on. So I'm excited to release that probably at some point in November. Um, I do want to get to Kirtland at some point, which is sort of on the way to, you know, seeing family in Buffalo. Um, I, I want to do a man on the street video in the Bible belt. And what I mean by that is I saw this recent news story, I think it was on KUTV, uh, and they did a poll with Latter-day Saints. And it was essentially, how much do you think people outside of Utah understand the ins and outs of Mormonism, Latter-day Saint Church? And Latter-day Saints in Utah were, were saying, yeah, we think that people outside of Utah very well understand. <laughs> and I'm like, no, guys, we don't at all. So to kind of um, have a little bit of fun with that, I, I have a lot of connections in Nashville, Tennessee. So that's like that's going to be right in the heart of mm. essentially almost deep south Bible Belt Christianity. And um, I'm going to walk the streets and I can pretty much guess that if I throw a stone in any direction, I'm going to hit an evangelical. Um, and I'm just going to have conversations like, Hey, tell me what is LDS, you know, mm. uh, finish, finish this phrase, the church of, <laughs> and just see what people say and then engage even on, on belief issues. Like what do you understand Latter-day Saints believe about the afterlife or, you know, things of that nature. So I feel like a, that, that video could be fun. I'm hoping to shoot that within the next month or two. Um, and I think the big one, honestly, the big project that's looming is reading the Book of Mormon, which I've never read before. And that's the number one question I've been getting from individuals is, why are you investigating our church if you haven't read the Book of Mormon? Like, that's technically where you should have started. Uh, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> but I, I'm, I'm probably going to turn that into I, I'm going to I'm going to take people with me as I sort of journey through reading through the Book of Mormon and providing my feedback and some of those other things. So those are some big projects, things that might not even necessarily be video related. I've been getting requests from people to lead a Bible study in the new Testament because the church is going through the new Testament next year. Um, and I actually talked to a, a Bishop friend of mine in Idaho and I was like, is the church going to be uncomfortable with an evangelical pastor leading a Bible study with uh, people in the church? He's like, no, he's like, I think, I think you'd be good to do that. So there's a, there's a few projects stirring as, as things move forward here. Okay. So I'm a Book of Mormon guy. So I just, I need to know what is going to be your approach reading through the Book of Mormon. Are you planning on starting at the very beginning and just chronologically going through it? And, and how long of a period do you think this is going to take? And how many videos do you think you'll be shooting out? Like, just maybe explain to me what you're envisioning the format to look like. I don't know completely yet. My, my friend, David Snell at Saints Unscripted is kind of holding my hand a little bit because I know that it's, it can be a little bit tricky just to read it cover to cover and that there are companion guides that can kind of help make sense of it a little bit more. Um, so I don't totally know, but my, my hope is to take a lot of my biblical studies background, you know, hermeneutics and 
and really exegeting the text, you know, applying what I do whenever I study the Bible to my reading through the Book of Mormon um, and see how that plays. So uh, if I had to guess, I'm thinking it would be anywhere between three to six videos. We'll, we'll see. I would take it in chunks and I don't think I would I would do an exhaustive analysis, but just sort of here's what I'm understanding is going on and here are my thoughts on what I've read so far. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's great. And uh, I, I, you know, I've entitled this video, an evangelical pastor attends the LDS conference. I'm just wondering, was there anything else about the general conference that you uh, maybe wanted to speak to? Um, it's interesting because before I went, a lot of Latter-day Saints were like, you're going to be blown away. And like one, I remember one con comment that really sticks out to me. Someone was like, get ready for a spiritual feast um, and pay attention to how you feel. <clears throat> so then after the fact, you know, Kurt Frankum from Leading Saints, he and I were talking and he was like, so, so how was it? Like, did you feel anything? Was it a spiritual feast? Did it, did it impact or change your view on anything? And I don't want to disappoint, but not really. Like I didn't, I can't say that I really felt anything like on a spiritual level that was resonating with me. Um, I think some Latter-day Saints would say, well, you are thinking too much. You need to like pay attention to how you're feeling. Um, and because I know that's a big part of sort of deciding and, and coming to accept certain aspects of Latter-day Saint belief. But um I, I, it just, it was, is so apparent to me why Latter-day Saints were saying this to me, uh, especially the whole comment about it being a spiritual feast. And that's because we're a bit spoiled in the evangelical church because we have all of these career pastors, you know, thousands of career pastors out there who have been trained to go through the word of God and to communicate it on a weekly basis and to help us understand it and to help us apply it. And that is, that is what we do every week. And, and we're not just talking like a 15 minute talk. We're talking 30 to 50 minute deep dives, expository topical sermons that really get into um, a scriptural analysis and application of what we believe. And uh, from what I'm understanding that engagement and the depth of study and communication of the word of God that we receive every week is not really the experience of Latter-day Saints. You know, there are talks that take place every week in the churches, but um, these general conferences really are the time when they can hear from their church leaders on a level of depth that may not be matched, uh, you know, on a week to week basis. So it makes sense why it's so substantive to them and why they experience it as, as sort of, you know, like I said, this feast. So I think me coming at it from my context, um, I pretty, I, I think it kind of impacted um, how I viewed the quality of what was being presented, even though I very much could see and understand and even appreciate why it's so meaningful to Latter-day Saints. Yeah, so just to be able to share sacred spaces uh, with the with with not just the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but you also did with Community of Christ and with other restoration groups that you're kind of engaging a little bit now too. And it's a real privilege to be able to um, do it in a way that's respectful. It's maybe not my sacred space, but I recognize that it's your sacred space. That's a great way to put it. Yes. 
be much more respect, be respectful of how we engage that. And I'm not going to be standing outside of somebody's sacred space and screaming at them. <laughs> and I think right. that we probably can be the big takeaway of this episode. Um, I think that's counterproductive. Uh, Jeff, I just wanted to ask you, was there any, um, I, I want to thank you for coming on to the program today. And folks, thanks for taking, uh, bearing with us with some of the technical issues. It's not, it's far from perfect. My computer crashed. Thankfully, we ordered a new one yesterday. So um, we'll be we'll be up and running soon. Uh, but was there any final words that you would like to share with the audience today? Um, I'm just experiencing a deep amount of gratitude um, that there are so many Latter-day Saints who are not only being so receptive, but so kind. And um, <clears throat> I, I want to reassure you a few things. Uh, first thing is this. No, I am not a paid um, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints acting like a pastor. Mm -hmm. That's a funny one that I've been getting a lot, which is I don't know. Maybe it's the hair. Latter-day Saints have nice hair. I don't know. Um, but I really am just a normal evangelical pastor. And so um, I, I say that also to, to let you know, if you're a Latter-day Saint, that I'm not hiding the ball. You know, I'm not playing the bait and switch. I'm not going to play got you. I, I really am honestly trying to learn while maintaining reverence for your beliefs while also maintaining honesty as to how I view it and, and, and give you my perspective. Um, so I, I think it's important to point out with all of that being said, I am learning. I'm changing the, the assumptions that I brought into this journey. Yes. With the intention to fight criticism with curiosity. Um, I've still been surprised at how my mind is changing on certain topics in some ways that I, I don't know if I want to dive into fully yet because I'm still in the process of learning. But, um, you know, that, that call, I had a call last night with 15 to 20 patrons of mine, a mix of Latter-day Saints, RLDS, evangelicals. And <clears throat> there was spiritual conversation that was taking place. Um, say what you will say what i will about the teachings the beliefs the truth claims of the latter-day saint church on a soul level as i'm engaging with individuals there's something really beautiful and significant taking place and um that that really is honestly and i want everybody to hear me when i say this that is that is significantly more important to me than a view count on a video it really is so quantity of views I'm not going to lie. It's exciting, but mm -hmm. the quality of connections that I'm making here are, it's, it's truly something that I'm treasuring right now. Mm. Yeah. You know, dude, I've, I've had many um, off the record zoom call conversations with people and they're like, I, I, you know, I don't mean to take all your time. and like, listen, you don't understand the conversation you and I are having right now is more important than any video that I've published. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of how I look at it. Um, you know, Jeff, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the program today. You're it's the bomb. My pleasure. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> I really appreciate. It. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your partnership. I, I love. Uh, I love doing this together. It's great. So, evangelical YouTube superstar Jeff McCullough, <laughs> hello Saints in the house. Thank you so much for coming on. And folks, I just want to uh, first of all tell you that this month's book giveaway is the North American model for the Book of Mormon from Jerusalem to Camorra by William Midgley. He sent me a couple extra copies uh, to give away as 
a book contest. So for those of you who are interested in getting this month's book drawing, just uh, go to mormonbookreviews at gmail.com and I'll have a link in the description and put in the, uh, in the subject line book contest and give me your address. It's only for American uh, residents of the United States of America. Um, also just wanna remind you to don't forget to like and subscribe and hit the notification button for when a new episode comes out. If you would like to financially support this program, there are links in the description to support us on PayPal as well as Patreon. And don't forget, mormonbookreviews.com is our merch store. Coffee mugs, hats, t-shirts, uh, car seat covers, phone cases, you name it, it's in the store. So that's another way you can support us. And don't forget folks, all the voices of the restoration will be heard here on Mormon Book Reviews.